If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Welcome one, welcome all. It is the Far End of the Bench podcast in now year, calendar year number three of doing this show, 2023. Happy New Year. The ball has dropped, ladies and gentlemen. We are rolling right along through, and uh, we're back. Jimmy yeah, Pilato, Nico Bryant. I haven't done a podcast in a year, man. It's been in over a year. I haven't done a it podcast has, over a year. It has been a while. Yeah, we're going to be a little bit rusty. That's to be expected with this show, but we got plenty of things to go over. Uh, we did. We told everyone, we, we said we were going to take a break after we did our uh, Bull Pick'em show, and then we had the one episode after that, we'll have an update on bold pick'em, NFL pick'em, because the regular season finales are this week. So we're going to have the regular season championship. It is much closer than it's been really? in the last couple of years. Oh, Nico, Ooh. it is. It, we are neck and neck here. It, it, it's coming down to the wire. Um, and plus, we have probably the best college football semifinal in history to talk about. NHL standings are, are right around the corner. We're starting to kick things up with that. And then Jokic is being Jokic, you know. He, that's I know Christmas as hard as the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, if we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Christmas basketball because I did, I talked about that on talking the gridiron, uh, but before we do I want to remind everybody, we are the far end of the bench podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, be sure to follow our social medias at F E O T B pod. It's down there on the screen um, that you can find. We are pre- presented by um, the variety sports network. So be sure to give them a follow as well at variety underscore sports underscore subscribe to it's all the way over there. I can't even get all, to it. All Subscribe there. to the Far End of the Bench YouTube channel. Um, we were talking about it. This is the first episode of 2023. Uh, in 2023, we always try and continue to evolve our stuff. I'm going to be writing at least one blog for VSN, so I'll, I'll be producing a lot more writing content, but we're also going to be doing at least one live show per month on this channel, uh, on our YouTube channel, as well as through our social media. So follow, uh, subscribe, like, uh, if you are followed already, unfollow, refollow, and then tell your friends to check it out as well. New episodes drop every Thursday, um, and we're pretty much scattered throughout the rest of the week with all of the other sh- shenanigans that we have going on. Uh, we, we both work full-time jobs. We're both doing this just because we need to have an outlet for talking about sports. Uh, but before we get into all that, Nico, do you have any good resolutions that you made for this year? What are What are some of the things that you're looking forward to putting into action in 2023? I, I had a couple. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously working on saving more money and doing all that, so I'm starting to budget more. Grown adult shit, weirdly enough. Um, um, obviously, I have some health plans, like to uh, go get back in the gym more often this year, like every other person on this fucking planet. And obviously, one that I had last year that, that I really want to start doing more is obviously read a lot more uh, books and, and different things. So those are a couple that I have on my plate. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's the third of January and none of them are dead yet. So that's huge, <laughs> huge for the program. So we made it a We're couple rolling. of days. Now we just got to last a month and, and try to hold it true. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the kicker. It's all, it's only three days in by the time people are listening to this, it'll be five days into the new year and it, it can fall off the rails quickly, but yes, um, I have, I also have reading. I'm going to try and read two books a month. Um, I'm, journaling every day trying getting getting into the habit of that but then also just uh, uh i'm learning i'm taking spanish babble like learning that kind of stuff 
becoming a better teacher, all of all of those good things, like the cliches that you would have normally expected. Uh, yeah, that's what we did. Did you do anything fun for New Year's? You stayed up and watched the ball drop, obviously. I celebrated with the East Coast time. Yeah, and, and college football playoff, you mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> the East no, Coast was, time the once the college football playoff was done, I was like, oh, well, I should just go to bed. I, I mean, it was kind of nice. Like, like, if I was on the East Coast and, and the college football playoff was the last thing that I saw for the ball drop, I think mean, that kind of would have been cool. But we didn't get that luxury over here. Yeah. But, yeah, I – I snowboarded last week. I got some. The slopes were killer. Uh, I mean, I, I, my girl and I went to we went to a concert of a band I've never heard of, and now I like the band. So that's interesting. I, I mean, I mean, there's there's a, there's been a lot of things about and, and New Year's was just very relaxed. It was funny. I was at a house or house party or whatever, and I was one of three people just staring at the screen watching football for a couple hours until the ball until the games were over. And I was like, huh, I don't. I kind of don't know what to do anymore. I kind of done up the night. I guess I'll stay up till twelve. But what's it? Twelve oh five. It's time for my bedtime. Let's get out of here. Yeah, that was pretty much the the game plan. Um, it is strange. I mean, we're getting we're definitely closer to what it was before the pandemic and and everything like that happened. But there's still a bunch of craziness. Twenty twenty three's kicked itself off with a bang. Um, lack of a, lack, a terrible phrase for what we're, we're going to have to get into, but I guess it's, it's going to be difficult to transition to it anyways. Um, something that I was looking forward to, I know you were looking forward to it. A lot of people were, was the Monday night football matchup uh, between Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. It was the highest combined record of any two teams playing in that spot. Uh, if the Bengals won, they would have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs and the Bills. So by the, those teams lost in a week, uh, 17, they would have the one seed. The Bills were fighting for a chance at the one seed. Um, and it was a very normal game for the first 10 minutes. Uh, routine, what looked like a routine pass to T. Higgins, goes across the middle, kind of turns up field, lowers his shoulder. DeMar Hamil- Hamlin, safety out of uh, pit for Buffalo. <clears throat> Just uh, he, he absorbed the collision, stood up for a second, and fell back down, was down on the field for – over half an hour, but they said they were, you know, performing CPR and using the AD for about 10 minutes. Everybody was shaken up, turned into one of the more, it's not the only time because now that this has happened again, all the other videos are starting to show up. You mentioned, um, I can't remember the, the guy's Christian name. Erickson from Denmark. Christian Erickson. That was, I want to say last year, two years ago too, mm-hmm. that, that, that happened. We talked about it on this show. I, I didn't remember until you said something, but yeah, go ahead. And and then also the um, Chris Pronger had something similar yeah. um, when he played in two thousands. Obviously he Took he was able to turn chest. around. Christian Erickson luckily was able to come back later on, and now obviously hoping for the same for Demar Hamlin. Like I said, it's it's football is a violent sport. There's there's zero doubts about that, and, and I think Ryan Clark and everyone ESPN and Aikman and Buck said it perfectly. He's like, yep. Everyone expects to go home. You you, you 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 expect maybe an injury. Maybe you have a bruised shoulder. Maybe, maybe you know what, I tore something in my knee, but I'll be able to sleep in my bed at night. And, and, and there was a real fear that that, 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 this, that that may not happen for one of their teammates, one of their brothers on the field on, on Monday night. And like I said, it's, it's, it's a very, very sad thing. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad there's, there's been very little um, information, obviously, released regarding what's happened or not what's happened, but like how he's doing currently. 
But the latest reports I've seen is that he, that he does have a pulse and that he is just helping getting oxygen back into his system, which which is good news in my opinion. I think that's great news. I think I think that's a step in the right direction. Obviously, he still has a long fight to go um, to get back where he should be. But um, I mean, look, there's 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 two things that this this that this I, I took away from this one. Every single person that that, that, that that was on hand that, 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 that was able to be there, it's a blessing. Like I said, and one thing that I'm certified, I'm not sure if you're certified, Jimmy, is I'm AED certified. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's important because you never know. You never know when that could happen to you. You could be at a restaurant and that could happen to you. You could save someone's life because they say if, if, if things aren't – people are on hand like that, that can either save – if that can save someone's life, they're that close. And so within 120 people, seconds is brain when brain damage sets in, and and, and having people there right on hand be able to help help him and try to revive him and and, and get his pulse back before getting him in his ambulance in the ambulance with his mother there by his side was was absolutely massive and, and I loved I loved hearing that story and and unfortunately or, or and fortunately that stadium. As you know, Jimmy has some bad history on it with, in terms of injury. I mean, you can look back at this year with Tua. Tua's hand thing was in that stadium. Brian Shazier, also that stadium. Unfortunately, they, they're prepared for that. And, and, and I'm very, very thankful that, that he was in the right spot, at least, to, 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 help, him, to help him get back to where he was. Um, and, and the other thing is, like, like I said, it, football is a game, but in reality – Life is so damn short. Like we have to cherish every single second we get. The guy, the kid is twenty-four years old. One thing, one thing that I, one thing that I did, um, starting freshman year of high school, I recommend all young athletes to do is is to check the check, have heart checkups. That's important. And and I know I may be preaching to the choir right now, but something that I did every summer before before football started, before lacrosse, basketball, everything started, was I had just an annual checkup. Be like, you know what? Everything looks good here. Everything look, looks good there. Maybe you should ease up on this. Maybe maybe you can ramp up on that kind of thing. I, I would highly recommend all young athletes um, that are able to is, 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 is find a free checkup. I said, find a free checkup because it never hurts. Because, like I said, it's a free play that happens every single game. Every single game of the NFL season, someone lowers their shoulder. Sometimes it's the chest, and and, and it, it's something that that the world sh- that each athlete, especially at this high of level, should know um, about themselves. So I, I would highly recommend you people getting AED certified and having those annual checkups because it never hurts. And and. and Right now, obviously, our prayers are out to Damar and, and his family. And, and if you can, obviously, uh, donate to his to- toy fund um, that, that he helps kids, um, um, underage or, or underprivileged kids, get toys for Christmas and everything. And, and the NFL has done a great job of rallying around him. And, and like, I, like I said, hopefully nothing but good news comes from this and good news in, in, in the coming days and coming weeks. Yeah, this was, I mean – I, I was a little, a little shaken up, a little bit more shaken up than I guess I necessarily thought I would be. I never even really, I've watched him play obviously because I watched the Bills play in the last three years, but I never really noticed Amar Hamlin. Um, we were at a bar watching the game when it was going on, so I didn't even have the sound to understand. Oh, this guy's down. The way that it looks initially looks like a head injury. It looks like Tua where he got back up and then oh, all of a sudden everything hits. I've never seen somebody just fall down backward like that. And obviously, one, good good by Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, all those guys that he fell down in front of, like get the medical staff out there as soon as possible. 
Two, you mentioned it, Paycor Stadium has had to deal with a lot of the worst traumatic injuries that we've seen in the past few years uh, in the NFL. So they're well equipped to, equipped to handle it at the stadium. They're also five minutes away from University of Cincinnati Medical Center, um, which is a level one trauma center, which means that they have specialists and crash pads and everybody on standby 24 hours a day. So he was able to get taken from the stadium to the hospital and they had specialists ready to go as soon as he got there. So all of those things were positive. Um, they put him, they intubated him. He's on a breathing tube was the last um, update that I saw, which doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, he's, he's alive. They have his pulse back. He's, he's not breathing on his own. That's, that's where it gets a little bit scary. That's where the uncertainty kind of comes in. We, I haven't, I've been looking, I haven't been able to find anything updated past that. Um, that's more, that's on his, I mean, that's his family's right to choose whether or not they're going to put all that kind of stuff out there. It just, it, it was the worst timing. That's what every, everyone that I've seen, they like, it's, I think it's Comotio Coriolis or something like that. The sim, the, the technical name for it, but I guess in lamest terms, his heart was hit at the exact wrong time. Like it was ready to release another, your heart releases electromagnetic pulses. It was gearing up to release one. The blunt force trauma hit and cardiac arrest set in very quickly. <clears throat> I, I guess the issue that I had one, the NFL wasn't, the NFL was about to make those guys go out and warm up for five minutes and go play again. The NFL did not cancel this game. The coaches canceled this game. So when I hear, when I see people, I heard it earlier today, like saying, oh, I, I appreciate how the NFL handled that situation. I'm not going to say that I appreciate how the NFL handled that situation. Um, Sean McDermott, Zach Taylor, the players, the leaders of those teams, I, I assume Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, those guys were all in a room like, you can't, there's no way. They didn't even know if that guy was going to be able to survive through the night. There's no way that the Buffalo Bills are coming back out there or the Cincinnati Bengals because players on both sides were very shaken up by what was going on yesterday. Um, so that yeah. was, I guess, well, one I thing that I'm a little well, bit upset about. I, I do obviously, like I said, commend the coaches and commend the players because, like I said, you could see the emotion on the players' faces. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that where, where, where a lot of teammates around him watched him. Basically, you have to get revived right then and there. That, that's, that's something that, 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 doesn't, that, doesn't, that stays with you your whole life. And like I said, I, I there's no way those players could have got back on that field. And I commend the Bengals especially because obviously, look, they're winning the game. They're they're at, they're at home. They have they have a lot to play for. So is Buffalo. Yeah, and, they, kinda, and, they almost and, had more on the line than Buffalo did too. And almost more on the line. And in reality, like they were like, no, no, this is this is more. This is much more than the game. And and I commend all the athletes on both sides. Like I said, I'm I'm very thankful that that Buffalo was is as as rallied around him. The city and rallied around the NFLs rallied around him. Like I said, um, everyone's behind him. And 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 hopefully nothing but good news comes out these next couple of days and weeks. The other thing that I wanted to address, like there is nobody to blame for what happened. I know that there's a lot of people that are going after, not a lot of people, but the idiots on online were going after T. Higgins, telling him oh, that it was his fault, him. which what are you? Damar Hamlin, Hamlin's 24, T. Higgins is like 23, 24. You're telling, he's already shaken up enough. I heard, I saw the reports of him walking out with his mom and he's already telling himself that it's his fault. That's 
it's human nature. He was the last person to make contact with the guy before he almost died and, and is now in a situation where he's fighting for his life. He already knows that. He already is carrying that around with him. And for you, you idiots and the people pushing all of this other crap while we're, we're literally waiting on a status of, of somebody who was a healthy 24-year-old, two hours. By, they said it happened 9 p.m. Eastern last night. At 9 p.m. Eastern, he was a healthy 24-year-old playing a football game, doing it exactly what he wanted to be doing, playing the game that he loves. 901 Eastern, he is down fighting for his life, and another 23-year-old is having to sit there and, and contemplate in his own mind, is this my fault? Did I do something wrong? And then to have people go go and attack him, that's just – that was just one of the uh, – it made it worse. Made a bad situation way worse than it had to be because obviously this is, this is not This is not a situation where you, you it's time to bring some clout to your name. This is not a situation for the Skip Bayless of the world to get a headline and everyone to your page or to your show on my, on Tuesday morning. It, it really isn't. Like I said, it's it's much bigger than football. And 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 some, something that I, I think is important to talk about is is look, we, we talk about head injuries all the time. We talk about the, the developments for the helmet. This could be something that 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 the development of of the chest pad and development of of, of protecting hearts more is 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 more on is more in the forefront. I really think it should be talked about more. Um, I, look, some sports, it really depends on it. Basketball is difficult. Baseball, maybe you can do it. Football, especially, like where, where it's a chest-to-chest sport, and we're trying to teach these kids and trying to teach these young players no more head-to-head content. In fact, no, no more going in with your head full speed. Go with your shoulder. Well, that shoulder is going to go into the chest a lot more. It really is. So, so I would love to see that the the NFL and, and football in general tries to take um, uh, uh, doesn't take a chance here, but but takes some more um, research and, and and looks into this type of thing where we can possibly prevent this thing. Because like I said, we don't think about it, but there is only about this much room in our in our bodies between our skin and our heart, and especially our head and our brain. That much, and 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 some some little padding doesn't necessarily always protect that. So so like I said, I would love to see more more research and, and more things be done to protect the players and protect athletes in general. Because like I said, unfortunately, this is the first time it's happened. It's the first mainstream because of how big football sport football is. But you know, it, like I said, I, I think this can be used positively. And Demar, I ho- like I said, I hope he, I hope he can come back fighting and come back with a chance, and the world can use this as positive, uh, um, as a, as a positive instead of a negative. Yeah, hope. I mean, we're all hoping for good things. That's one of the. That was the other. As bad as it was for the social media to be seeing what was being said, it was also kind of a good thing because you you had the ability for everyone to kind of come together, and that was a lot of what was going on was people were coming together and, and hoping for the best for, for DeMar Hamlin and, and his family. And it is, I mean, as much as it probably sucked for his mom to be there, I'm glad that she was there. I'm glad that she was able to go with him. And when he got to the hospital, he had, he had somebody there fighting for him in his corner. Um, There's a lot of people that were at the game last night too, Bengals fans and Bills fans that went to the hospital to try and get updates for him. Like, there's a lot of good that's happening. He's raised over $3 million with his toy drive that he does. So um, there are a lot of people that are trying to make something good out of a very, very bad situation. But obviously we'll hopefully have some sort of update by the time this comes out on Thursday. There might be even some more information. So some of this, what we've said, might be a little bit outdated. But I think that it's – I 
we could have had the discussion on whether or not to talk about it. One, we could have the discussion whether or not to have a podcast released too, because there's a lot of shows that are taking the day off because it doesn't seem right. We're releasing a few days after everything happened. And um, as and guys do, that like, I do, I do think like I said, I do think it's important to talk about, like I said, we, we, we haven't touched a second upon this game because it's not important. It's important talking about the situation and how, we can either help each other out or, or help the situation with Demar and prevent things in the future happen, or 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 be an assistance to Demar and his family and the Buffalo Bills especially, and lean on them, a franchise that had big aspirations this year. But but you know what? This this is a, this is a thing that that the that the sports world is hurting, um, um, unfortunately. And, and like I said, it's it's important that that we all lean on each other in a time like this. Yeah, I think that's you know that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, let's go ahead. We're going to get into some of the other sports that have been happening. Uh, do you want to start start off the conversation about basketball and the ratings, or do you want to save the ratings for Christmas Day till the oh, end? Oh, I because, don't care about the ratings, Jimmy. Oh, don't you don't care, care about the ratings. ratings. That's right, because now that the ratings are $20 million in the NFL's favor, you're not going to say, oh, yes, no, Christmas Day basketball. Jimmy, That's what everybody's I, I, I really told- looking forward to. I have told you that the, the NBA, NBA will never be able to pass the NFL in ratings. But I just told you beforehand what I was going to do because I enjoyed my Christmas Day not watching the Broncos. I really enjoyed it, Jimmy, because instead of see. watching that shit yeah, instead of yeah. watching that shit show, I got to enjoy uh, um, the, the dunk of the year. Uh, on poor Landry Shamet's head. So, so yeah, I enjoy, I choose love and I choose enjoyment instead of watching that shit show on, on, on Christmas Day. I choose enjoyment. And look what happened. I enjoyed Christmas Day because of it. Because I didn't give the Broncos two thoughts outside of watching the funny memes of, of, of the fucking Patrick Starr roasting Russell Wilson. That's all I watched in that game. <laughs> I watched one series, and he threw a pick, and I was like, yep, I'm done with that. Thank you very much. On to, the, on to basketball. I'm done with this. I, I don't want to deal with it, and I didn't have to deal with it, and I enjoyed a hell of a slate of basketball games on Christmas Day. Absolutely. I don't care if I was not – not the, I was in the minority. I don't care if I was in the minority of people who watched basketball instead of football on Christmas Day. I enjoyed it a lot more. I think all of Broncos country, because right. most of Broncos, most of Broncos country is is our Nuggets fans as well. And I think yeah. all of us enjoyed Christmas so much more watching the Nuggets game. I tried to get my dad to watch it on Nickelodeon because we all knew that it was going to be bad. Uh, before we get into the NBA <laughs> talk, this is presented by our sponsor here, the Variety Sports Network and the Far End of the Bench Podcast, Row, Row One Brand. <laughs> Follow them at Cool Stub. You can see it on the bottom of the screen scrolling by now if you're watching on YouTube. Go to RowOneBrand.com. You'll get 15% off anything in the art gallery when you use code VSP15. So uh, I'll put that up on the screen here. But that's code VSP15. And uh, they have great stuff that's in the art gallery. You get 15% off anything um, from Row One Brand. So I know that the uh, holiday season is now over, but that means you can start buying yourself presents again. And as NFL and sports fans in general, we like memorabilia. Um, NBA, let's just start it, uh, Start off with the elephant in the room. The Denver Nuggets are the number one seed in the West. Nico, I thought this was going to be a year that they were going to struggle. Hell yeah, Jimmy. This team has won, I think, nine of the last 12. This team has knocked off Boston, number one seed in the East, knocked off Phoenix, knocked off 
Memphis. Look, we lost to Minnesota. That was, that was a trap game. It was a back-to-back game. Either way, this team has knocked off some teams. And, and, and look, you beat Boston without Jamal Murray. You beat Phoenix on Christmas Day in one of the most emphatic wins that you could have ever helped for. This team is hitting on all the right cylinders. And you know what? This team is one piece away. And we're talking about defensively, right? This team is not where it should be defensively. But, boys, this team offensively can't be touched. This team at full strength, Jimmy. It brought a tear to my eye seeing seeing Jamal, KCP, Ed PJ, Aaron Gordon, and Nicole Jokic close out a game. It brought a tear to my eye. Because I sat through Faku Campazzo and Austin Rivers guarding Damian Lillard for seven games and Ed wanted to throw up. So so to watch a lineup that is as full and, and that is as as deadly from every part of the game as this lineup, man, that's just so much fun to watch. My God. This team is different, Jimmy. I told my dad, I was like, Dad, this is the best team I've seen in Denver for the Nuggets since 09. And that that that's with it. That's a team with two Hall of Famers, Chauncey Billups and, and Carmelo Anthony. Arguably a third or fourth with Marcus Camby and Kmart. Look, this team has all that in a box of cookies right now, and, and the vibes are immaculate here in the Mile High City in terms of basketball. The city is loving what this team is doing. They are one of the lone bright spots currently. Uh, it's been cold out here in Colorado for the last couple of weeks. It has been very, very cold. And Ball Arena, as good as things were going last year, the Denver Nuggets are pretty much the, the one last remaining hope because we'll get to it when we talk about hockey, but the Avs are struggling. Obviously, the Broncos weren't doing, aren't doing anything. Uh, Russ passed the number of touchdown passes that he has bathrooms in his house. But, yes, this is like – this is the lone bright spot. Um and let's talk about that Nikola Jokic triple-double. That was – I've seen it going around. Is that the most efficient triple-double in NBA history? Is that what people I, I mean, are, are, ta- are calling it? I mean, talk, uh, we're talking about Christmas Day, obviously, correct? I believe so, yeah. Or, or, yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, look, first of all, the, that, that game had three facets of the game. And Jokic, Jokic wasn't the guy in overtime. It wasn't the guy and, – and, and wasn't the guy in the fourth quarter there. And, and years past, Jokic has had to be the guy. The ball has to be in his hands. And, look, it did touch his hands every possession, but he didn't have to have the ball in his hands to know that his team was going to get a bucket in the fourth quarter. And, and, and trusting not only the guys around him and trusting that the players around him can, can do well just adds so much more to it. The dude dropped, I want to say, 40, 20, and 10 uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And then he follows up with performance where he goes 19, 12, and 12 in a night where look, he's not, he's the third highest leading scorer on the team. And, 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 and you have the emergence of an all-star type player in Aaron Gordon. Yes, I said it. An all-star level player, a guy who's playing the best basketball of his career right now, who's doing everything and you could ever want so much more. He may not be voted in right away, but I guarantee you Aaron Gordon, there's a good chance Aaron Gordon will be a, a, a replacement for an injured Anthony Davis or an injured, I don't know, you, you fill in the name there um, in a forward group that, that won't play in the all-star game. Aaron Gordon deserves everything he can want more. And the dunk he had on Christmas Day shook the fucking – roof off that place i almost hurled my father as i watched that in live about the, the dunk was on my side of the rim and i saw it as he crossed half court being like yep 
He's going. He, 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 you better get the fuck out of the way. He's going. He's going. And, and the whereabouts of, of Jokic to, to know that, you know what? I just need to keep my team in it when I'm on the floor because I have guys around me who can do that for me. Is massive. It's a massive step. Jokic averaged a triple double in the month of uh, month of December, and here we are, like just just overthinking it. The guy is unbelievable right now, and getting the assistance of everyone around him right now, this team, the sky is the limits right now, and there isn't a hotter team in basketball. That is, uh, I think that's a very fair statement to make. Maybe the one team that you could say is is also Brooklyn in their last ten. They're ten and zero, but the oh, Nuggets are right there at seven and three. Um, Dallas is is hot as well. Luca's having himself. I, I we're gonna talk about both, so I don't want to hear any NBA Twitter coming at me. But we'll talk about Luca and we'll talk about Spider. But let's start with Luca because his happened first. Um, I talked with Darren a little bit about it. I got my shots in. I said that you were going to have to be – we were going to have to talk about Nuggets because when we talk about the Broncos, you're going to want to cry and everything like that. So I said we're going to have to talk about joy. it. He's 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 going to win. I mean, he should win three MVPs in a row, right? At this point of the season – They should. But they at won't this point of the season, Jokic should win three. But are they going to give it – are they going to give it to Luka now because of what he's been able to do? Luca will get it this year. I, I can guarantee it. Luca will get it this year. Luca has done unreal things in Dallas this year. I, I, I look. I, I had this conversation with with some friends from school, and, and they were like, "You know what? Who would you who would you take if you're the first pick right right now? If you're the first pick in the in a lottery draft of all NBA players, would you pick Luca or would you pick Jokic? I said Jokic because I'm biased. I'll keep it a cat. I'll keep it a buck. I'll keep it biased. But Luca is him. Luca is absolutely him. The man just does things out of this world. Talk about the the, the twenty five point comeback, or not the twenty five point comeback, twenty five zero run against Los Angeles on Christmas Day. Luca has has done incredible things, and he will win the the MVP. I, I have a ticket on it already, and I will be cashing that motherfucker at the at the end of the season. I guarantee it because Luca is on a different level. On a different level. They, look, look. Kobe said it best. I think it was five, six years ago. Might have been. He said, "Look, the European game is, is is so far more advanced than the NBA game. The NBA game is I'm better than you, and you're not stopping me. The European game is my team is better than yours, and and, and because of my defense, we play team defense. We play team offense. That makes that made Luke could be a better defender." I made Luca be offense be even more centered because it wasn't one on one ball. It was it was me versus five dudes. Because everywhere he went in, in Europe when he played for Real Madrid was the eyes were on him. And, and Luca's game is just unreal, man. The dude the dude is just different, just different. That's what they said in the Redeem Team documentary too. I, I watched that the, when the team loses to Argentina and Argentina wins the gold. That was they've been playing together for a long time. They also play a five-on-five five game instead of trying to be one-on-one all the time because they're not going to – they know that they can't beat the American athletes one-on-one. And I think Luca knows uh, – Luca is one of the rare exceptions. He could probably beat a lot of guys in the NBA one-on-one, but he doesn't have to. And he's been the star for, for so long. Um, out, out of the teams that we've mentioned, because a lot of them are in the Western Conference, but Denver – uh, Memphis seems to be a team that people are starting to pay attention to. Let's people go to those top four. Denver, people. Memphis, New Orleans, and Dallas. Of those four, who do you have? I know that you have the most faith in the Nuggets, but outside of the Nuggets, who else would you say is is real for this season and actually should be in the conversation moving forward? 
Dude, Memphis is 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 Phoenix of two years ago, in my opinion. They 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 are so hot, and people are so high on them. They've gotten too cocky. They've gotten way too cocky. John Morant's out here saying, "Oh, the only team we're afraid of is Boston." And then asked, "Yeah, no one scares me in the West." Way too cocky for a guy that hasn't made it to the Western Conference Finals once yet. Way too cocky. So, so, so there's there's some reality check time in Memphis uh, because that team isn't healthy, and and they still don't have the bigs to match to match up with some of these guys. Stephen Adams, cool. But he ain't he ain't going to be locking down Jokic in, in crunch time. So, so Memphis, Memphis, Memphis is a team that's interesting. New Orleans, though, man, this New Orleans squad. It is it is what they everyone thought they would be. I mean, McCollum has been unreal. Zion, Zion's the dude is the dude. That was one of the best, one of the best oh. sound bites that I heard. Like we're out here playing basketball. He's playing. He just ran through my defender. I he, ran through he, my defender and stole the ball. Not many people can stop him. It is him and Giannis on this planet. Where if you put anybody on this earth one on one against him, he will run through you. Happily, he will run through you, and, and him. And him he, he shut up. You're not wrong. He shut up. But but man, this New Orleans Pelicans team healthy is dangerous. They had a great coach and 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 uh, fucking Willie Green and, and they, they they know what they're doing over there. Dallas obviously I cannot say enough good things. But the team that 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 would give me the most worry obviously still is Memphis because New Orleans is playoff playoff um. Is, is a playoff team that, that doesn't have a lot of experience. And Dallas, obviously, like Dallas is a unit. There's not many people that scare me outside of 77. And, and, and Lucas scares me a lot, but no one else really does. So so, so, the, so if I were to say a team, it would be Memphis. But Memphis, Memphis, Memphis could be a team that gets stuck with a first-round matchup against Golden State or against a team like the Clippers that, 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 that they're just like, fuck, we really got hold over in this one. And they're just going to – it could be on upset alert in the first round. That's what you get a lot of the times with young teams. Um, that's a pretty good look at the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference is interesting. Brooklyn's, like I said, they're playing well. They're 10-0 <laughs> in their last 10. They're on a 12-game winning streak. Um, but Cleveland, look, I think we should start with Spider because he scored 71 last night, um, which is unfathomable. For a guy like me to think, you know, I average like a solid two and a half points a game uh so i'm only 69 and a half 68 and a half points away from matching donovan mitchell i think i can get there right he's a, that's not another worldly performance or anything the, the thing is jimmy i'm not surprised oh well, i remember not surprised motherfuckers. i'm not i remember the bubble i don't know if the rest of us do because oh, I remember Donovan Mitchell doing that. You remember you saying that you were going to drink yourself to sleep at night. That, that's what I remember from the bubble. Yeah, because because we, we could not stop forty five, and and we had and we had to have the one of the greatest comebacks in NBA history to beat Utah in the playoffs in the bubble. Like I said, look, Donovan Mitchell has been in the perfect situation. That team was out without Garland, which was who was an All Star last year, and was out without Evan Mobley. And that team in Cleveland is one of the scariest teams in basketball because they don't know any better. And you add in the star of the team, Donald Mitchell, along with a bunch of hungry dogs, this team is very scary. Very scary. And, 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 and like I said, I cannot say enough about this Cleveland team. They're one of my favorite teams to bet on right now, and they're one of my favorite teams to watch on League Pass. 
I, I, I look, Donald Mitchell is a bucket, and he has found a home. He has found a home. He did not want to be in Utah. And weirdly oh, enough, people will rather be in Cleveland than be in Utah, which is very weird to say. I know. It's, it's as low as you can get. None of the above. Thank you. None, none of the above. None of the above. In, but in Utah, you have half percent beer to drink, and then in, in Cleveland, you have to deal with a slush season. It's not even snow. It's just slush. And and Spider is doing all that in a box of cookies and living living in there and loving it. So so like I said I I'm 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 a, I'm a Cleveland believer. I am. I think Cleveland can you, make a run at the East yeah. Coast Finals this year. I really do. Uh, to um, your they, credit, they you've been saying that for about a year. Like you I, said I mean, that look, when they got Spider in the trade, you said that that was going to be something that people needed to look out for, and and it's come to fruition so far. It has come to fruition because look, the East is very good. Top four, I mean, fucking come on. Yeah, Brooklyn, unreal right now. Milwaukee, unreal. Boston, probably the best team in the NBA right now in terms of playing and how, and how well they're playing against the Nuggets during the conversation. But Boston, I still think it right now is red hot. And, and then you put Cleveland in the conversation, I'm like, I don't know who's going to come out. I really, I, this, this year. And then Philly's on an 8-2 and two run in their last 10 too. <laughs> I don't care about Philadelphia. I know you don't. Care. I just needed. Probably, yeah, I needed to throw that out there because Philadelphia needs to remember that we hate them. So I'm gonna tell you right now, Philadelphia loses to all four of those teams in the first round of playoffs. Oh. down now. They, they lose to Cleveland. They lose to Milwaukee. They lose to Philly, oh. and they definitely lose to Brooklyn. So I'll mark get, it down right now. We're gonna get firebombed. That Philly loses in the first round to one of those four teams if they stay out of the top four. That's the key word. If they cover, stay out of top four, ears, Rocky. they will lose. Cover your ears, yeah. Rocky. You don't need to. Yeah, I'm sorry, Rocky. You know what? Rocky was not a, a Sixers fan. He was an Eagles he fan. Wasn't. Okay. He, yeah, he would have been a Flyers and an Eagles fan, but he would not. Exactly. Have loved he would not have been a 76ers fan. Exactly. So I can talk all the shit I want, but Sixers are a first round exit against this top of these. I, I think that that I mean they would play Cleveland at, in the first round right now. If I'm dude, Cleveland has the bodies to guard Embiid. Jared Allen can lock up Embiid. He really can't. You have Evan Mobley who can guard whoever. Who's just James Harden doesn't play a lick of defense. You can tell me he's gonna stop Donovan Mitchell. Oh wait, Donovan Mitchell's having off night. Let's just go to our last year all-star of Darius Garland also. Oh yeah, that guy's on the team too. <laughs> no, God, give me Cleveland all fucking day. I don't care about this eight and two run that Philly's on. They played nobody in this run. They played nobody. Uh is there anything else that you wanted to bring out? Um the, the Warriors are, are kind of where the Warriors are right now, but I wouldn't necessarily say they're, – they're still pretty injured, aren't they? They're still not at full they're strength. They're very injured, yes. And, and they still got a Christmas Day win over Memphis, funny enough, with all the injuries. Yeah, they, they, yeah they're badly, badly injured right now. So, like I said, they're going to be a matchup where, where teams on the top of the Western Conference are going to try to avoid them, plain and simple. And the play-in almost next is that. Yeah, the play is gonna be the play is gonna be interesting. It's, oh yeah, one last thing, Phoenix, take that out on the way out. And Ag's nuts on your chin. Have a nice time. <laughs> I enjoyed every second of it. Every we're turn over. Thought you thought we were gonna turn over a new leaf in, in 2023. That ain't happening. Oh, we're coming out. We're still coming in. Part. Yeah, we're still coming in hot. Uh, I hold grudges back from 2021. Yes, you heard that correctly. I still hold that fucking grudge to that motherfucker in the stands. I'm not happy about it still. 
still not happy about it. Uh, let's change the subject. Let's go to hockey, which we can now actually have a legit conversation about. It's not a ton of football overload. We need to have this discussion. Uh, this is going to be presented by our other one of our other partners, In Clutch Sports. You go to InTheClutchSports.com. You use code Variety Sports. You get ten percent off your order. Um, they have a whole bunch of different. If you're playing sports, they have a lot of the different gear that you're going to need. Cleats helmets, gloves, anything like that. So check out In The Clutch Sports. Um, <clears throat> NHL, I'm just going to – let's just get out there and say it. Right now, the Colorado Avalanche are out of the playoff picture. It's, it's still less than half the way through the season, so it's not like we need to panic. Um, and it's not been the worst thing. Like We still have a ton of people that are out. We got McKinnon back which was nice to see. He scored early last night as we're recording this against the Knights. Um, other guys have looked good at times, but we this team needs to take teams into overtime, apparently. We cannot win a game in regulation. Or and, shootout. Or a shootout. And right now, we're giving up a lot of goals. Like, New Year's Eve was a wake-up call. And I can't remember who, who they played oh, after that. Yeah, Toronto was New Year's Eve, and uh, they had another game where they recently gave up six. And oh, the Kings—they they lost five four to the Kings, and then you lost three two to the to the Knights. So you went from a decent stretch where you beat the Preds, you beat the Islanders, you beat the Canadians, you beat the Preds again, and now all of a sudden six three loss to the Coyotes, five four loss to the Kings. 6-2 loss to the Maple Leafs and a 3-2 loss to Vegas. By the way, the Kings, Maple, Maple Leafs, and Vegas were all at home. Um, so as good of a situation as you're going to get, and you just you're they're they're lacking that talent to be able to finish. But I still I honestly think that it's mainly a mental thing. They some of the guys look like they don't believe they can be as good as they can be without the big dogs on the ice. And I think that's <laughs> That's going to be something that needs to be addressed. That's going to be something that Bednar needs to get them over the hump with. And I'm going to, if people remember way back when, when we started this show, I would have said that I don't have faith in him to be able to do that. I've changed my tune. Things have been, he's proven that he's one of the better coaches in the league. So I think that it'll get addressed, but I'm not panicking. I'm staying calm, doing my breathing exercises, but let's get it. Let's get it figured out, please. With with the amount of injuries that this team has right now, you would expect you'd be expecting this team to be tanking for Bedard at this fucking point. Like, like, like look, the, the fact that this team is on a cusp of the playoffs, this feels like the Warriors. I don't mean the the, the keeper. We're, we're talking about them, talking about basketball, but it does. Like I said, Tampa after their first cup run, they had everybody in a mother injury. Injured Jimmy, they snuck in as a three seed, four seed, like they. Barely hang hung on, and then they made the run. Like I said, there's there's opportunities to be had because look, Bednar said uh, on Tuesday morning, uh, um, Landy's not close to being back. Plain and simple, Byram's not close to being back. Val's Val's coming back slowly somehow, and Manson was skating on Tuesday, so he's got a chance to get back to where he should be as well. But we're still going to have some top dogs. It, it, it's a look if. And one thing Joe did last year, and that, and that Joe did the last last couple of years, sort of, especially last year, was he realized the back end guys were not prepared to, to to take the next step, and that's when you go out and get the get the take take the leaps of faith at some older guys that that are hungry for for a cup, and 
I, and like I said, I expect this team to be to be active out the trade deadline. This team is not going to stay standing still. And, and look, Francois is coming back from injury. It's going to help to have him back. But Georgia has not been good either recently. He has not been good at all. And and, and getting kicked off out of New Year's Eve game, getting pulled is not going to be help him at all. So like I said, you gotta get you guys back. But at the same time, Joe's not going to stand still. The long term IR question comes into play. It really does. Because fucking because oh, yeah. Tampa Bay did it with Kucherov. We Kucherov should. I mean, yeah, we Russia. could. We could, could very much Landy. do that with Landy, <laughs> and then also bring in because Landy's got that eight million AAV that opens up a lot of space. A lot of space. And if you think that this window has a chance, then you go get a guy. A guy. Uh, um, like I hate saying the name, drop the taser. Go get a guy like like a Patrick Kane, or you go get a guy like Brock Besser over over there, over Bo there, Horvat. or or Bo Horvat, or, or whoever you want in Vancouver. Like you go get guys from teams that that nobody wants, that that, that are expiring contracts. That you know, like you know what, we'll take a one year deal, or you'll take a guy that like like Jacob Jakob Verana, who just got cut by by Detroit on Tuesday. That could be a that could be a third line guy for you you take chances on guys because right now the chances you're taking on young guys is not working and i know joe and joe is not going to sit on his fucking hands with this team he's not i guarantee you no. he's not so i so, think so, Alonso like I said, might I, be close to being shipped out of here in that trade the trade deadline's in two months we have but as you're listening to this it's a little bit less than two months away it's march 3rd of this year so he's already and, i think they already have a package like a few packages created to try and send different places if I know this GM staff, like Chris McFarland, Joe Sackett could probably already told Bednar what groceries they're going to go out and get at the trade deadline. I'm sure that it's going to be – the last year we had like three to four moves. I would expect the same probably three to four I, moves. I would love a Bo Harvard. That would be the home run hit. It obviously would be. I don't know how I feel about Taze yet. I don't know how I feel about Kane yet, but those cost a lot more. The Chicago – Yeah, I'm – and Horvat falls underneath, especially if you put Landy on the LTIR. Horvat's contract makes you still have three million to go out and get a couple more. That's I'm surprised that it hasn't come out yet that we haven't seen. That's, I know, and, and, and the fact that Bednar said that he's not close, the thought has come up. The thought really has come up. And like I said, this is a situation. I saw I saw a a, a um, comparison to Jamal Murray's situation. Jamal Murray's injury was a lot more worse. Obviously, the ACL thing is a lot different, but they're not rushing him back for a reason. They're not. Like, they, like, they're they're taking their time with him because they know what he can do in the playoffs and and and, and what he can what he can eventually do. They're taking their time and, and not rushing anyone back at the at the fall at the reason for that. So you know that this team being out of position playoffs right now. They're not sitting on their hands. They're not. They're playing simple. They're not. So, so like I said, we'll be talking about some trades here in the coming weeks. I guarantee it. Um, who it is and for what? That's that's to be determined. But I I'd be highly surprised if they fucking want to run, run Martin Count on their second line coming into coming into March. <laughs> going into March is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, we we went to the Canadians game uh, right before Christmas, and I was like, who? I know Val. I I know McDermott. I I don't know anybody else. Like nobody else even rings a bell. That's that's the level that this team is playing at. And I think Georgiev has slowed down from his initial Vesna caliber pace. Um, but also the defense that's playing in front of him hasn't been great. Like 
Gerard's up and down, hot and cold. I'm glad to I see him you, back. But him and him and EJ are. McDermott. Yeah, no, McDermott. That's the thing. Our 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 guys. We'll have to get them on at some point. Our guys that tell it as it is. He should never be the last line of defense. If he's your last defenseman, it's a it's a breakaway. It's a one on one situation. It's it's going in. That's you might have to hide him on the fourth line as a forward. Do a fucking read. That is his role. That is he's the enforcer. He should just be the fourth line winger. He's not yeah. the last line of defense. Fourth line He's... forward and just fucking go wreak havoc on, on someone's wing. That's all you need to do. Like, like that's what he should be. That's when you get Bo back, you'll hopefully will have that 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 added to him. And, and a conversation comes up for another demon, and the defense really hasn't been the problem. It it's really has been just 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 the goaltending and the forwards not producing what it should be. So like I said. I don't think they want to fucking roll with McDermott as a third line, third line defenseman. That's not, or the second line for that matter. No, thank you. No, they're also only sitting right now a plus three goal differential in the season. We're at this point last year we were talking about like plus thirty five because they were on that crazy um, run, which we should have. Like we said it a couple times last season. Enjoy this because this never happens all that often. That was a once in a generation type run that we saw from the Avalanche. They have the ability to win the Stanley Cup again and make a deep playoff run. And if they get in, they're dangerous, but it's not a guarantee. I think that's what some of the Avs fans thought like, oh, it's a guarantee. We're obviously going to be back here. Yeah, it's a parade at the same time next year. We said it kind of in jest. It's going to take a lot. They're going to have to figure some things out, but they've proven that they can do it. They, they overcame their playoff demons last season. I think that. You can't really discount the the level of commitment and the level of the, the ability that they have to be able to do this. Uh, well, this this team can get back on track. I'm not I'm not sweating at all yet. Talk to me in February and, and maybe I'll start sweating. But right now, I, I think I by the All Star break, we if we don't have something figured out, I think the All Star break is when my panic button is going to get fully pressed. Oh. And and then it, and then we're going to take for this guy we're about to talk about. Because, because Jimmy, th- this is the best prospect I, I have seen since McDavid. And, and McDavid since since Sidney Crosby. Crosby since before Lemieux. Lemieux since before Gretzky. I, this is weird. This is weird. was weird water I'm treading on right now. But Connor Bedard is going to – we are going to see an all-time tank job by so many teams. And that's what – that's another thing why it doesn't doesn't it doesn't it worry me so much because there's going to be some teams that are on, on playoff bubble. They're like, fuck this. Let me get in the fucking lottery for this kid because we are seeing an unprecedented level of hockey. A guy – a boy that is treating a bunch of – Ch- ch- uh, older men, or not older men, but like, but like men in the world juniors, like their children. Carbonard is on pace right now to beat Fopa's uh, uh, world world juniors point 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 total. He, right now, he 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 leads the, the the goals right now. Like we are seeing an unprecedented level for this kid. Like like this is like this guy can be something for a team. If, 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 like whoever he lands on are going to rags to riches. It's going to be that quick. I'm saying it. It'll be that quick. If you if you're if you're a guy, if you're a team like Anaheim right now, fucking think about pairing him with Zegris. Fuck the rest of the year. Why the hell do you care? If you're Chicago, Fuck, maybe you don't trade Kane and Taze and just loot does not play them so that you can put the daughter on top line with them. Like, like, why not? If you if if, if you're Montreal, 
Fuck. Why, why, why are you in limbo between maybe we're a playoff team, maybe we're not? Go get him. There's the Coyotes. Mullet Arena. Think about all the ASU baddies that can come get after Bedard. I mean, come on. Like, like this guy you, is going You would be know fucking... better than I. You you would know better than I. Oh, very much so, Jimmy. Bedard might just like, – like, look, if there's one thing that, Arizona, that, that Bedard may want more than anything is go to Arizona. Because my man will fucking pull like no other. <laughs> like, he will be the king of Arizona. Like, and think about this. Arizona has so much cap space. It was a free agent this year also. You want to talk about number 34 up there in Canada that fucking doesn't want to deal with the Canadian media anymore? Yeah, imagine a pairing of those two back where Austin Matthews played literally hockey in Arizona on the Coyotes, Jimmy. Like, like, like and the Yolts are something then. Like, like, like there's, there's that rat, there's, there's endless opportunities for this kid. Like we, like this, this dude, man, I, I, I have never seen it. And the World Juniors have been so damn entertaining. He is must-watch TV. Uh, I haven't been keep. I've watched a couple games because they've been on at bars that I've been at. Um, is U.S. Are we? In we contention? are in the, the quarterfinal or semifinals now. I think we okay. played Finland. So, so, like I said, I think it's. Well, it was Canada a great, it was had- great tournament, boys. It was a great tournament, and uh, thanks for coming out. But Team Finland's about to run us over. So, thank you. Thank hey, you hey, hey, I believe. I will always believe, and I think that this team can. Look, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard to be Canada. Let's play just play just play that chant from the locker room a couple or however. Many it, years it's gonna be ago very hard them. to be Canada, but you'd like to get to the championship game, like you would. You would yeah. very like to, and this team has a lot of, has a lot of uh, NHL prospects, high level prospects. Logan Cooley was has been unreal for this team, and they poured up eleven goals against Germany. Poor Germany, let up eleven goals in the in the quarterfinal game. So like I said, this team has firepower. It does. So so. Don't count us out. I don't know what to tell you. This is like 1945. Don't, they just don't keep coming in out. waves. I don't cut us out, but like I said, nobody it's very hard repeats to, as world very junior hard to champ, right? To be Canada. What is it? Is the world juniors like FIFA, like the World Cup, where it's very hard? Like almost it's, nobody repeats. Almost, yeah. It's been a very, very long time since anyone's ever repeated in the world juniors. Um, Canada lost last year, two years ago. Canada won. Um, so obviously the trend means Canada's going to win, <laughs> right? Um, um, I think it, I think it might have been Sweden. It might have been Finland that won last year. It was Finland last yeah. year. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'd be very, very surprised if Canada didn't win. Obviously, I'm rooting USA all the way, but I'd be very surprised if Canada didn't win. Yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you. Um, just to make sure, so everybody else knows what we've been looking at. We're kind of over our. We're going to get into football now that we've talked about hockey, but the Avalanche sit right outside the second wild card spot in the Western Conference. The two wild card teams, as it stands now, the Kraken and Oilers both have 42 points on the season. Then uh, the three from the Pacific that would go Vegas, uh, LA, and Calgary. Uh, three from the Central would be Dallas, Winnipeg, and Minnesota. In the Eastern Conference, two wild card teams are the Rangers and the Penguins. Then the Metro, you have Carolina, who overtook New Jersey. Ever since I gave New Jersey their flowers, they've totally just turned around and spat oh, in my no, face. No. Yeah, because they're down. They have Hurricanes have 56 points on the season. Devils have 49. Then the Caps are the third playoff team. Uh, and then obviously in the Atlantic, it's Boston, Toronto, and then Tampa. That's that's no surprise. That's the Eastern Conference, as good as it is, you know the best teams in each division, and you know the teams that are going to be 
in the playoffs and, and making life difficult on you. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of an update as to where we are with NHL. Like I said, we're going to get our guys from Tell It As It Is on here soon because once All-Star break rolls around, you have the trade deadline, and then you're ma- basically ready to make your playoff push. But I think it's as good a time as any. Uh, you want an update on – the college football, the bowl pick that we did, I, I went through and, and it's actually. Am I doing a, I feel like I haven't done too bad. I lost USC. Here's the thing. But, Here's the thing. All three of us are four and three. Uh, oh, All fuck. three of us. I, I'm dead, all right? Because I pissed Michigan away. You are, I? yeah. No, unfortunately, you are dead. I have you listed, so I have it right now. Dom's one at four and three. He picked Georgia in his championship. You are two at four and three. You picked Dom. Yeah. No, no, he did not. That wasn't he? Yeah, I thought he picked TCU. I picked TCU. He picked Georgia. Oh. I picked TCU. Um, okay. He picked Michigan in, in the TCU-Michigan game. So he has right. he has Georgia as his champion. You have Michigan as your champion. I have TCU as my champion. So it literally comes oh. down to the national championship game. If TCU wins, I win the belt back. It comes home. I bring it home with me. If not, I have to deal with him saying he knows more about college football than me for another one. He was loving the Tulane game. I will tell you that. Loved it because Why? you and I were giving him so much. Well, that's because it's it's USC, Nico. USC is the mental, most mentally weak team in the in the country, maybe besides Utah. Lincoln Riley uh, is the most mentally weak coach in the country. Well, I'll, I'll go out and say that hot take. <laughs> and they're even well, not hot anymore. It's probably not that hot anymore, no. Um <clears throat> There's been some entertaining bowl games. You were right about Alabama K-State. Dom and I were totally off on that one. It was unfortunate because I think a lot of people were rooting for K-State. I was. I was. But, man, it was a nice, like, first five minutes of the game. And then that um, Purdue Purdue and LSU game, that Purdue LSU gave up 63 in a bowl game. 63 to 7. What happened? Shut up, dude. We were favored by 14. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. Uh, before we talk about the college football semifinals, because like I said, these are probably the best ones that we've seen, it is presented by SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app, another proud sponsor of the Variety Sports Network. When you download the app, use code VSN, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. So if you already bought tickets off the, the app, which it's a great way to get last-minute deals, find a way to get to whatever event that you want to go to. won't work for you, but if you haven't downloaded it yet, go into the App Store or Android, download it, use code VSN, and get $20 off your first purchase. Um, you want to go in chronological order, or do you want to go in what was maybe the better game? Where do you, where do you want to start? Go chronological, because I enjoyed the first game more, if I'm being honest with you. I, look, you enjoyed I, the I first game more. I, weirdly enough, because I love underdogs, Jimmy. Uh, the second game yeah. was great. Don't get me wrong. Second game was incredible. But my God, seeing Max Duggan rip up Michigan was fucking incredible. And, and, and future Denver Bronco head coach Jim Harbaugh over there was was oh some of the dumbest play calling I've ever seen. He'll fit in perfectly right here. He'll fit in perfectly. He's gonna fit in perfectly. Yeah. He'll no, fit in perfectly. Where, where I don't you, know. You put your team in the worst position to succeed in the big moments. Yeah. No. You are a Denver Broncos head coach. I don't know who I don't know who told him to run the Philly special on the first on the first drive of the game. Uh, when the and, fucking and, corners playing zone, they weren't playing man, which is the way that that play works. It doesn't work if it's zone. 
Plain and simple. Because no. nobody's nobody's trailing. No corner gets out of position. They're just standing there, <laughs> like staring at you. They're literally just staring in the backfield, like, is that the the quarterback is running around on me right now? Oh, like, what, 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 they're laughing, laugh. They laughed at him. They laughed. They're like, this fucker's coming at me, JJ fucking McCarthy. You're throwing a ball at JJ McCarthy with your you, your, was... your what? With one of the best running backs in football, obviously you have your number one injury, run back injury, but your second best running back is still really good. You said, ah, you know what? We ran the ball down your throat for 10 plays or however long it was. Let's fucking do the Philly special. (laughs) I mean, what the hell are we thinking? It's comedy, Jimmy. It really is funny. Uh, They panicked. They they panicked hard. I was, I listened to the Joe Klatt show, um, he made a very good point out of the four teams, like some of the best coaching that we've seen in the semifinals uh, between three of the four teams, I'll say Michigan was that one where you're like, what are you're panicking? Like you're totally, it is so easy to tell that you have no idea what to do. You're panicking. Uh, it's not good. It's not a good look on you. And that's ultimately what ended up costing them. So you run the bad Philly special play when they're not running the defense that you need to have for that play to be successful. You decide that J.J. McCarthy, who you've never relied on before all season, you're going to be like, okay, let's take some shots down the field in the third quarter. I get that you have to come back, but that's not you. Be you. You were you in the third. You were you in the fourth quarter, and you damn near made the comeback. Damn near, but Max Duggan and fucking TCU is one of the most. That is one of the best. Quentin Johnson. In college football. Quentin Johnson. Six receptions, one sixty-three. That, that dude earned himself a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. At minimum, a lottery pick, right? Well, what, like, about like, at least what about that defense for TCU? Like, th- nobody was talking. Everybody said, oh, Big 12 can't play defense. I know that they gave up 45 points. I kind of said this on, on talking to Gridiron. Everybody's going to have a game, unless you're playing, like, lights out. Everybody's going to have a game where you give up more points than, than you were anticipating. They still made life hell on Michigan, and J.J. McCarthy – did not do enough to win them that game. Like they, those, they weren't able to use him in the run. Been, those forty-five points could have been sixty points like that. Two goal line stands on the one yard line. Two goal line stands. One where, for fuck's sake, making a bad look on fullback dive everywhere. What the fuck are we doing here, our ball? I mean, come on. You can now. push the quarterback. Bad. Why are we not running a quarterback sneak? Why, why are we doing this? All right. Like, like first of all, your fullback plays fucking defense. It was your backup middle linebacker. You said, let's give him the fucking ball. I mean, come on. Like, bad luck on fullbacks everywhere. There's the first problem you make. And second of all, after the two goal line stops, Michigan had lost the game. Right there and there. After the second goal line stand, the game was over. Plain and simple. I know it was still a close game through. I know Michigan had a chance to come back, but the game was over. Plain and simple. And TCU just outcoached them. That's how you coach the lead, Ohio State. That's how you coach with the lead. You 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 rely on the guys to get you there. TCU relied on Max Duggan and Quentin Johnson um, to, to to take them to the promised land. They did not let up the gas pedal at all. They said you not. They were up twenty. What was it? Thirty five to or twenty eight to twenty four. I think it was. First play coming back. Quentin Johnson touchdown from Max Duggan. They said no. Fuck this. We're not. We're not playing safe. We come to fucking win this shit. Unlike Ohio State, they said we're coming to win this shit. We're not letting you take this away from us. And, and man, TCU, 
fucking dogs over there, man. Hypno toad all over. I, I I am all I love this TCU team, man. I said I love new teams. There's a reason why I wanted wanted new teams in the playoff. And if anything, TCU showed you why you should be they should have been in this playoff. And then be honest, I know I'm talking a lot of shit about Ohio State here in a second. They showed showed you why they also deserve to be there. And this was the perfect top four. I don't care that Alabama beat Kansas State by fucking 40 points. Kansas State did not fucking care about that game either. And Alabama just said, hey, you know what? Let's just make us look fair so people can say we should have been national champions. No. This is the best top four you could have had. And the two best bowl games of the whole bowl season. Not even a question. Yeah. No, I think – so TCU, most resilient um, – really shows you how bad their old coach was. This is Sonny Dyke's first year at TCU, and it's basically the same roster, except that he benched Duggan. That's really his only mistake that he's made all season, was benching Duggan for the first half until the quarterback got hurt against CU, and then sky's the limit. I think Duggan should have won the Heisman. He proved that he can lead his team in big moments. Uh, He had the two interceptions, but he also had two touchdowns and did enough. Like He brings so much to that team. They, They love playing for that guy. Uh, as I will say, like Michigan and, and JJ McCarthy had another great season. I don't, it's disappointing because you, this was your year to take over. And I texted you on, on new year's. I was hoping that we got it. The irony that would have been in this podcast, if Michigan would have lost and Ohio state would have won, you could have been able to cut it with oh. a knife. It would, it would have been beautiful, but it didn't happen. I just, I can't get over this TCU, like their D line. The Michigan's offensive line has won the Joe Moore Award for the last two seasons. For those of you who aren't offensive line linemen like myself, that means they've had the best offensive line unit in the college football for the last two years. And TCU lined up in their three-three stack. They moved all over the place, made life difficult on them, and did what they needed to do. Uh, yes, the call at the end that should have been targeting, but Michigan didn't necessarily deserve another chance to have a play. Like it was done. It was over at that point. When you can't stop they them, not. You, you had your shot. This is the you, next you hump in the road. This is the next hump in the road for, for Harbaugh. It was Ohio State. He, he knocked that off. And now it's winning a playoff game. Or, uh, and let me preface this, a college football playoff game. Because obviously he made it to the Super Bowl in the NFL. Winning a college football game. College playoff game. Because, and we may not see it to come to fruition. It would be, it would, like I said, he, it seems like he's out the door. He's going to have three positions where one place – there's a couple enticing options, and the, the, and, and the Broncos probably the worst one. One, he can go back to Indianapolis where he played, where his number's in the rafters for whatever fucking reason, and, and, and he can go back there. they a banner for everything in Indy. They literally – they're like Nashville of the NFL. It really is pitiful. It really is, and and then you ha- or you can go to Chicago with Justin Fields and 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 have your chance at, at a guy that 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 could be the big next big thing in football, or you can come to Denver, I guess, and get paid however that much money you fucking want. Look, the Chicago the only reason- option. I want the Chicago option just for the irony of him coaching a Buckeye. Oh, that, I mean, he'd love it too. Like, he would do so many great things with Justin Fields. He really would. And, and Michigan, like I said, it's another it's, it's another season where, in reality, Harbaugh has done everything you could want it from him. There is no th- – at this point, it's just your team's just not good enough, plain and simple. Well, yeah, that's the crazy thing too because now we can kind of transition into the, the other game and, and the other side of their rivalry. Ohio State – 
their talent level, it's it's definitely not the same as what it was when they were winning their national championships or under Urban Meyer, and it's not even on the same level as Michigan, and that was proven in this game because once Marvin Harrison Jr. was out in the third quarter, and I think that play should have stood as targeting because if a guy gets knocked out, there's no way that there wasn't forceful contact to his head. I just I, That doesn't make any sense to it me. It just doesn't make I, sense, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But until he was out, or once he was out, you saw Ohio State didn't have anybody else behind him to be able to stress Georgia. That was literally – so it, it, the way to beat Georgia is to have guys on the outside like Tennessee had with um, their receiver, Jalen Hyatt, being able to stress and put pressure on this Georgia defense and win one-on-one matchups. That is what beats them. They had that with Marvin Harrison Jr. He goes out. All of a sudden, everybody else stops producing as well. C.J. Stroud can no longer get the touchdowns that he was getting in the first half. Good on him for using his legs, um, which I guess I didn't realize how little he did run in the first place in the season. But it was – they just ran out of bodies. Like, everybody was hurt. They ran out of bodies. They were playing their backup fullback. They were playing, like, their third-string tight end. Uh, Their defense, credit to them, held up for a bit. But then once – Georgia figured out how to block the three, three stack. And then you realize, Oh yeah, Georgia's got like the slowest guy on Georgia is probably the 10th fastest guy on Ohio state. And Kenny McIntosh is in the open field and got hit by a sniper in the turf monster. Otherwise we're looking at instead of a one point game this being like a 10 to 15 point game in favor of Georgia. Yeah. Th- look, this game was two minutes too long for, for Ohio state. I, it, as, as soon as Harrison went out, you could tell Ohio state was just trying to hold on. That's the difference between what TCU did and what, what Ohio State did. TCU was playing to win that football game. Ohio State was, was playing to hold on for dear life. We can like, this is a big lead. Let's try to keep this keep our keep our whereabouts and just run the clock down. And it came back to bite them in the ass. The twenty eight year old quarterback was smarter than that and decided, you know what? I don't have to do much. I don't. I just have to put the ball where my receivers will be. And boom, we're gonna win because my talent around me is so far better at, right now than than anything that the Ohio State had in that game. I'm not saying in general, but in that game, and Georgia said, you know what, we're just we're just gonna be smarter than you. That's exactly what Kirby Smart did. And for fuck's sake, I, I, as the as the as the Ohio State kicker was coming off the field, I knew he was gonna miss it. I watched him. I watched him. I watched him drive on the field. There was no confidence at all. Not a lick of confidence. This is a guy, funny enough, people forget. One year ago, uh, um, two days before as we talk about this, one year ago, he hit a game winner against Utah on the Rose Bowl. That same guy just fucking missed the worst field goal of all time. The worst. I mean, the ball didn't have a chance. Like, like, like At least some kicks, like double doink, you had a shot, right? Some kicks you're like, oh, this has a chance. Oh, it's too short. This adds a ball left his foot. I don't know who the fuck he was aiming at. I'm pretty sure he was aiming at Pat McAfee and A.J. Hawk over there in the back left of the end zone because they, he was not aiming for the goal the goalpost at all. I don't know what he thought he was doing, but that ball didn't have a chance. And, and I knew it right away. I was like, yep, this fucker, this fucker doesn't have a chance. Like he, he, he was not ready for it. And that's the one thing with, with college football that differs in the NFL. Nine times out of ten, that, that NFL kicker makes it. 40-yard field goal, that, that, that ball's through the uprights. In college football, 
you better get within the 20 to 30 yards for that to be a guarantee. Because anything out, anything further than that, you're like, oh, fuck. He's going to fucking miss it. And there's a good shot, and he did. There's a reason why most kickers don't get drafted, and there's a reason why there's only 32 in the league. They, nobody carries an extra kicker. Um, and, yeah, I didn't necessarily – what didn't break my heart that Ohio State lost. I was watching with my uncle, who's like the biggest Ohio State fan of all time, and I didn't have a dog in the fight, so I cheered for them as they were going. And, and really all I wanted was good games, and I think that's what we can talk about next. Uh, I, I cannot wait for the 16 playoff. But at least for the last couple of years of this 14 playoff, let's get some really, really good games. Like Ohio State had every chance to win. If they keep Marvin Harrison Jr. healthy, I think that they probably oh, do end Jackson up winning that game. Too. That too. I, I mean, know. yeah, Ohio State needs to worry about their opt-outs because they have the worst culture when it comes to that with opt-outs and the transfers. But if, if they figure that out, they could be in this every single year. But t- seeing a team like TCU who is now uh, – I, th- I would say the farthest, the biggest long shot to ever make it to the, the college football. And a half, Jimmy. 13 yeah. and a half is the line. Which is stupid. If you took Michigan on that, if you took Michigan on that, you're a fucking idiot. Well, and, and you yeah, deserve to throw your money away. I took TCU plus six and a half because I was like, fuck yeah, they'll make a close game. You bet your ass I'm betting the 13 and a half against Georgia. Georgia. No, no, I, 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 I look, this is, this is all the storylines you want and more. Max Duggan is on his Tim Tebow run, <laughs> as, yeah. as, as I like to say right now. He is on his Tim Tebow run because, look, Max Duggan probably won't be anything in the NFL. This is, I, I'm not going to compare this to a Joe Burrow run because Joe Burrow was all that in a box of cookies. This is, this is, this is Max Duggan's Tebow run, and you have a chance to shock the world. You really do. Beat the defending champs uh, um, um, and, 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 and do what, what your, your program has never done. Never done. And, and a place TCU has never been. This this is everything you can want so much more. And like I said, I, 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 I really hope for a great game. I really would love to see this TCU team pull it out. Uh, my money is going to be be that way. Not winning, but covering at least. But, but, man, I love it. You have the defending champs against the underdog. What else could you want? What else could you want? I, I look, think- I'll tell you right now, Jimmy. I'd much rather watch this shit than Alabama, Georgia for the fifth straight year. Fuck that. I, I would have turned – I would have watched something else. I, I have eyes in this game because of because of Max Duggan and TCU. Plain and simple. I think that's fair, and I think it's going to be – hopefully it's it's entertaining. It's not like what we've seen the past few years where um, – I know last year was a close game, but, yeah, it was boring. Alabama and Georgia, Alabama and Georgia, Alabama and Georgia. Alabama and TCU. And for those of you who don't know, TCU is not like a massive – sports juggernaut they're a small private college they got about thirteen thousand students that's it georgia's probably got closer to 60 especially now that they've won a couple national titles it's truly david versus goliath and this is why they play the games because you never know what's going to happen uh <clears throat> it was great i can't i'm i'm very happy with the way that things turned out and i can't wait for the the national championship we'll be talking about that next week so be sure to tune in next thursday to episode 122 of this podcast um yeah we're gonna so we're moving we're we're gonna have to move we're gonna move forward to the nfl before we talk about that we're gonna have to figure out what we're doing with this Bengals game because the Bengals were supposed to play saturday against the ravens obviously with everything are we just gonna drop are we we just gonna drop that game and only do five yeah Yeah, i don't want to pick my game either if i'm being honest with you so we can just that's not that's not an option 
Davis! Uh, I'm giving you an option, Jimmy. I don't want to pick this shit. But then, but, but, okay, so they wanted the I'm games not, that we're going to... I'm not fucking going to be at the game either. I'm not going to watch the game. I have a fucking wedding on a Sunday, weirdly enough. So I'm not fucking watching that shit. Fuck that. That's fine, but I... I will say, I will say, this pick? is the first show. This is the first show since since Denver Broncos fired their head coach. So, so I do want to touch on that slightly. For fuck's sake, I don't know how he kept his job that long, but that was the nail in the coffin. Patrick Starr ripping your ass 51 to 14 on Christmas Day, most embarrassing loss in, in Broncos history. Get your ass out of town. And look, this team had a chance to win last week. It really did. And in all honesty, it was one pass, dumbass pass interference away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. But here we are, and you haven't beat them since Peyton Manning sued up. And Peyton Manning is two years removed from the fucking Hall of Fame. That's all you need to know. So, 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 yeah, that's where I'm at with this season. Like one more fucking week, and I'm done. And I'm fucking done. I'm done watching the watching the shit team. Thankfully, yeah. Uh, you do only have one more week, so let's figure out the games that we're gonna we are gonna pick. Let's go at least six, so that we can keep. Uh, it's been about what we've averaged. So you have Chiefs, well, Raiders. Oh, let's be- let's Titans, Jags is the first one because that's for the AFC South. Yeah, that's. Uh, I want that one, and I want fucking Detroit and fucking Green Bay because because we have a shot there as Detroit Lions week eighteen uh, 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 playoff chance. <laughs> okay, so those those are the first two. Um, let's see. Hold on. Uh, let's pick the Seattle game because that one has ramifications for the Sunday night game. <clears throat> yeah, let's do uh, let's do Brown Steelers because that's a playoff. The Steelers have to win to keep their hopes alive, and then we can do the Rams Seahawks too. Um, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Jimmy, what did, Jimmy, what did I tell you? Being uh, like four or five weeks ago. Found a way to fucking be above five hundred. <laughs> I, I know, Nico. I know. I was I was I saying that how. they weren't going to because it's for my own health and insanity. I just don't like. I don't know how always doing good. It. The fucking good old Franco. He did. They did it for Franco. They really did. They did it for fucking Franco. That, I mean, and Kenny Pickett has now done it two weeks in a row. So I can't. I can't say shit. I can't say anything about this team. Um. I was gonna say we can't really. I mean, Cowboys Commanders it doesn't mean anything anymore. Cardinals 49ers doesn't really mean anything anymore. Giants Eagles that's another one that we should do. Yeah, two playoff teams. Giants are confirmed in the playoffs. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Good Dayball. It's either Dayball or Sirianni that's coach of the year right now. Because man, oh man, they've done a hell of a job. And I honestly will give it to Dayball because I don't know how the fuck he led this team in the fucking playoffs. Jimmy, can you still hold on? Let's play this game still. Can you name a receiver on the New York Times? Still? No, I, still I, can. I cannot. I they cannot. made the playoffs. And... I still can't. I really can't. No. I know we're fucking casuals. Well, we're not casuals, but we're 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 we're, we're AFC cas or AFC um, dependent over here. We're not NFC. We're NFC casuals. But yeah, friends, and they're in the playoffs. I can't. I can't name one either. Um, before we get into this week's pick'em, let's talk a little bit. So the games that ended up causing playoff implications last week, um, the Lions kept their hopes alive with their big win over the Bears. The Patriots are still alive and eliminated the Dolphins. I believe that the Dolphins no longer have a shot to make it in. Um, and we didn't. We haven't talked about the Tua situation either. But Tua's brain might be melting through his ears. Um, no shit. He should not have played. We said that as soon as he went back 
in the game and continue to play on the season. He had a couple good weeks, but like that dude was not okay. Dude should not have been playing. It might be time for two to stop, honestly. It really is. Did you see the same brother? Apparently, like the family, this was they were all on board. And it's a scary situation. And Miami, eight and three, Jimmy. They're eight and three. They were a team we were like, oh, this team could win the division. Yeah, no, and Mike McDaniel did the exact same thing as I – mean, did worse than Brian Flores, or did the exact same thing as Brian Flores. Where it went eight and three and then lost his last eight and missed the playoffs because everyone else decided that they were going to keep playing. Um, Giants, like you said, clinched their, their game. Have you seen the stat about the Colts? Since the halftime of the Vikings game, they've been outscored 96 to 17. 96 to 17? What? Yes. That's a real stat? Holy fudge. Because Minnesota scored 30 and 36 or whatever in the second half. Then they got beat by 30 plus the next two weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Poor Indianapolis. The Broncos are in a bad spot, but the Colts may be even worse, for fuck's sake. Like, the Broncos are in a terrible spot. But, man, how would you like to be Indianapolis? Jonathan Taylor, who was supposed to be your workhorse this year, um, <laughs> decided, yeah, fuck you guys. I don't want to do anything this year. Matt Ryan can't fucking stand on two feet. And, uh, and Nick Foles. God, and you got Kayvon Thibodeau doing Nick, snow Nick, angels to Nick Foles, who's Nick, dying on the field. Nick Foles should have retired after the Philly special. Let's fucking end it right there. Be, 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 go off on a high note, because that your career is not going to get any better than that. Um yeah, this this Colts team is in shambles. Poor Jeff Saturday. Like I said, I, I feel so bad for him. He, oh my God, just getting out coached. I, I told you he'd beat the Raiders. They did this first game, but yeah, I it's it, it's showing why uh, coaches are coaches and players are players. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Eagles still haven't clinched their one seed because they lost to the Saints last week. They lost they, to the Cowboys have, the week before. Have they clinched their division? I, no, I think they, they now the way that things have worked, they no, they haven't clinched the division. If Does they New York lose, win and New York wins, they win the division. No, it's not New York. It'd be Dallas. Oh, if Dallas, oh, that's right. If Dallas wins, and um, I think the Eagles have to lose, and maybe somebody else has to win, but there's a chance that they don't win the division. Um, they could end up as the fifth seed if if things don't go. If they they and don't turn that would around. be a fall from grace. Ever since Jalen Hurts went out, right? Yeah, like, like look, I love Gardner Minshew, but. I mean, uh, he's a backup quarterback for a reason. You're showing why why Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate, and this is a conversation we could have maybe next week at, after the end of the season. I don't know who the fuck's the MVP, Jimmy. Nah, Jalen Hurts really this last four weeks of the season. If uh, last night know, didn't I, unfold the way that it did, I think we would have had a little bit more clear picture as to who could be the MVP because I think both quarterbacks from the game a chance, Monday yeah. night had a chance. Uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is still hanging around. But honestly, I, I, if we're going to talk about the Chiefs, I would say that I have not been impressed with the Chiefs ever since that Bengals game. They have been just – the three-point wins Coaching. against the Broncos – and taking the Texans into overtime, and we had a chance to win both games. I know. I'm not saying any. I'm I'm saying that as a slight to them, not as a slight to the Broncos, because the Broncos out, overplayed their hand in, the the, in those games. <laughs> yeah, they overplayed the their hand in that situation. Um, <clears throat> the other other Commanders are out of the playoffs. Ron Rivera didn't realize that they were out of the playoffs until afterwards. And well, why, uh, the Packers, why is Carson Wentz even playing? 
Heineke because should just should be the only guy that plays. He's won you football you, games. You know that Dan Snyder's sitting up there. He's like, I'm paying Carson Wentz how much money each week? Oh, 20 million? Okay. And I pay Taylor Heineke how much money for each win that he gets? 800 grand. I don't like giving either of those guys that sums of money, but if I'm going to be paying a guy 20 million, it damn sure ain't going to be to sit on the bench. So I, I feel like he strong armed his way into it. And uh, yeah, I don't know, he, maybe he, Rivera wanted to lose his job. Telling, instead of telling uh, Rivera to start Heineke, use the $800,000 on a new mascot. <laughs> that mascot's kind of funny, though. A little pig with a little hat. I think it's yeah, they should funny. be the Red Hogs. They should be the Red Hogs I mean, so they, bad. When they sell a team, I really hope that – because they're going to be forced to sell a team. When they sell a team, I really hope they do change it. They, they, they need uh, I, to. I do as well. Um, and then uh, we, obvi- we already said that the Packers – they kept their hopes alive. The Chargers are into the playoffs. You, we always say the Chargers are going to charge her. Brandon Staley's got over the hump. They are a, a, an official playoff team. <laughs> Get the slow clap there. It's beautiful. I love it. All right. Yeah, Jimmy, the, the, that, that reflects that, – that, that's more on you than me. That, that, I know. That, that might be your first-round matchup. <laughs> I, I hope it's my first-round matchup. Please. I, I, please. I, I would do. I would Give do. them to me. I would Give love them to. to me. I will but, gladly but, take out that social media quarterback. We will scalp oh him at midfield. God. Okay, Manuel Watcho, chill on that one, pal. But I mean, that that would be a hell of a that probably be the best yeah. matchup of Wildcard Weekend if if that that happens. I mean, Chargers versus versus the Bills, Chargers versus the Bengals, or or the Chiefs. That's that's going to be the game of the, the AFC playoffs. Time. Are going to be must watch TV. Absolutely. All, all throughout all seven seeds. Um, let's get into week 17 of our NFL Pick'em. It is brought to you by the Variety Sports Network merch store. You can see the URL down on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. It's uh, bonfire.com slash store slash variety dash sports dash network. You can get the shirts that we made for the beginning of the season, the Bengals being into the playoffs. You can definitely check out the uh, Return I, to the Jungle. I don't know don't if you want the ride or die shirts. You don't probably don't want the other one if we're being honest with ourselves. So, but the ride or die okay. shirts are—they are comfortable. That's the good thing. Because we the died merch. this year, Jimmy. Funny enough, we yeah. died. We we did not it ride did. this year. We died. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a death that that you had to die. But it's all VSN merch yeah. can be found at that link. So be sure to check it out. Um, you want the update on where the standings sit? So yeah, man, here's man, the crazy thing. Down? You're you are down, but here's the crazy thing. So week nine, I went five and zero. You went four and one. Since then, in week ten, we both went three and three. Week twelve, we both went five and two. Week fourteen, we both went three and three. Fifteen, we went four and two. And last week, we both went four and two. So the way that the standings work out, yeah, no, we've been dead even, and it's not like we're picking the opposite games, but we are winning the ones that the other one isn't, or or we're winning or losing the same ones. I am 49 and 35 on the season. You are 48 and 36 on the season. We're fucking one game off of one another. One game off of each other. Oh, and also, fuck. those are pretty damn good winning percentages. We've done really well. We've done really well. I'm proud All we of need myself. to do is shrink the field. We you can't pick 16 games a weekend. You got to pick six, five to six, seven, maybe a couple times, and things work out good. So that being I said, I'm fucking betting statistics were this good for fuck's sake. Because man, I, I listen to our fucking picks half the time, but I don't put them down. And I'm like, ah, oh, I should have fucking done it. I should just share this with I should just share this with you, honestly. Um with, with that we tie? I mean that'd be funny. Maybe we'll make the tiebreaker. I don't know, we'll make the tiebreaker or something, but we'll, we'll a bowling match. Out. What about that? 
maybe we if, maybe we make the tiebreaker uh, of one of the like the playoff tree or something. Or, oh, or well, uh, we could do we could make the tiebreaker a putt putt match instead of golf because you made me I, golf. That's true. Um, it's probably, you might the fields may be may be clearer on putt putt. Yeah, we can. We'll freeze the snow for you all by putt putt and negative twenty degree weather for you all. <laughs> That so Nico needs to get one game. If Nico gets one game up on me, then we tie. We'll have to do the putt putt match. If you get two games up on me, you win the regular season uh, for the third year which, in a row. Yeah. The question is, which two games? Because I feel like as since you're in the lead, you should be obligated to pick first. Okay, and, I, that, and, and I, I can to, deal with that. And I should be able to pick the game that I should go against to try to make it up. I can I can live with that. I can go with that. Um, this is the first time that I've had this much of a shot. So, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll take it. Starting things off, Tennessee at Jacksonville. It's in Duval County. It's going to be in Jacksonville, down there in Central Florida. Um, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, damn. It's yeah. him. He, so looks, Jimmy, he looks as good as advertised. Not to put more salt on the wound to your brother, but uh, do you remember two years ago what I said about Trevor Lawrence <laughs> and about how the Jets winning those last two fucking games are going to ruin them for fucking another 10 years? Because they were, the, they, they were winless, Jimmy. They had they saw Trevor Lawrence in the Jets uniform. They, 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 had, they had all of the edits from Twitter. They had all of them. And then they said, fuck it. Uh, uh, let's win a couple of games. Darnold, come on. Go play good. And Darnold fucked you more than you could have ever been fucked. You, you beat Baltimore the second week of the season. Say the last week of the season. And you beat, I forgot who, it might have been Tennessee or something. The third the last week of the season. You fucked yourself out of a franchise quarterback. Instead, you have Mommy over there. Mommy Lover over there who can't. Who can't win a starting job to Joe Flacco? So, so I'm sorry to keep rubbing salt wound, but I called it. I knew it's... Trevor Lawrence was going to be him, and and Jimmy Jacksonville's only going to get better. I if, you, so if you don't remember, they're adding a number one receiver next year, Jimmy, and betting boy is going to be on the team next year, Calvin fucking Ridley to Zay Jones added to Travis Etienne. Like I said, just uh, division oh, lose who's the Lavisca Chenault? Don't forget about the CU Levisca boy that's Chenault, down there. Evan Ingram, who actually has had a really good year as a tight end down there. It's it's the modern day version of Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf is Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, and because Ryan Leaf had one, one good season in college, and <laughs> the other one was what we all expected him to be. Um, I'm. Not surprisingly, picking. So, do you want me to do all my picks so that you can decide no, no, no. which we'll one do you want to be different? We'll do, okay. we'll do, so, I'm going Jacksonville. I'm no, picking I'm the Jaguars going, in this game. I'm not going against you on this one. This is Jacksonville too. This is not one of the ones I will I will verse you on. Give me Jacksonville. Right. We're both on the Jaguars in that one. The next game that I put down since just also, the, just the way that Tennessee. Fuck's sake. Man, this team is this that, that team. Oh my god! They're about you to said, not be the boys, dude, because they didn't uh, sign Comp, and they're not gonna they're gonna cut Taylor. So uh, I'm about yeah, to not have yeah. any allegiances to Tennessee. I really don't give a shit right now. I mean, look, I'll take Taylor the one. You want to come play right tackle for us next year? I, I three, two ACLs tackle. in the last three seasons, Nico. Two hey, ACLs. Hey. I don't know if you saw this offensive line, Denver. It's just as bad. Does he? He's not going to play right tackle. You're going to have to move Bulls to right tackle. 
I mean, for fuck's sake, at this point, do whatever whatever helps anyone else. Maybe Luan stepping back in a different way, though, Jimmy, or right tackle, elongates his career. So I'm saying, you push on I a get different that, way. But he's, like, he said logic, on his own podcast. Logic. He said on his own podcast, he's not smart enough to play right and left. He has to play I, left. I know he's not smart enough. At this point, he'll probably just retire. The dude, I, 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 like, he was great on the. Um, oh, he should be a he now. should be a field analyst for sure. Just be, just be a personality at this point. Like like him and Will Compton could just be personalities and make a lot more money. Then they can bring the bus and tour to Colorado, and we can go meet them. I'm I'm all, I'm on board for hey, that. Yeah, have them come that. to see Nebraska. Sign me up for that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> next game that I have down here, it's the Sunday Night Football one. It's Detroit and Green Bay. Uh, the Lions need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. The Packers need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Um, and also the winner is going to be over 500 on the season, which is apparently very important to Aaron Rodgers. That was a big deal at his press conference a couple, couple of weeks ago. Not <sighs> dead yet, Jimmy. Not dead yet. <laughs> not dead yet. I know that they're not dead yet. And I really, like, I couldn't say anything last week. I just had to kind of couldn't. One, my team didn't play. Two, everyone knows my girlfriend's a diehard Vikings fan. So them getting beat up like that really didn't bode well too, bode too well for me in the new year. Yeah, been great. I'm so happy about it. Um, I don't know. I I am really back and forth on this one. I feel like this is going to be the one that you pick opposite of me because you could honestly make a case for both these teams. I don't think either are very good. I think you can rely a little bit on Rodgers. One team is going to host a play. Oh, no, no. One team will host a playoff game, too. It's not. Yeah, they're just fighting for the the wild card. My only hesitation is that it's in Green Bay in January. If this was in Detroit, I would feel differently. But Rodgers knows how to win these games. I said it on Talking the Gridiron on Variety Sports, which everyone can go check out. I think that in these situations, you rely on the experience. You rely on the guys that have been there. Jared Goff has only been there one time, and it was with a much more talented team. So I am going to rely on Ayahuasca Man himself. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers to win and snuff out Detroit's best, most successful season in the past six years. Oh, am I really going to wave my my wave my uh, my uh, uh, pick'em chances on the Detroit Lions, Jimmy? I'm thinking about it. I'm really thinking about it. It's. I it's, thought you would. I'm thinking about it. I was this I, close to picking them. It's just the it's just the Lambeau field factor that's, it's, that's the Lambeau me. field factor hurts so much. I mean, Detroit, like, look, like I'll tell you one thing: Dan Campbell's going to have those boys rolling. Rolling, he's going to have those boys ready. He will have. I think those Detroit, boys ready. whatever the line is, I, I can pull it up real quick. I think Detroit's going to cover. I I have a lot more confidence. It's four and a half. I think Detroit can can cover a four and a half point spread. I think that it's going to be close probably like a field goal game but that's my like that's the thing then you need to rely on your experience even more in close games like that and green bay has the experience this is not the game i'm going against you i'm not putting this Aaron Rodgers in fucking january at home i, I can't jimmy i can't i i, I would have loved detroit to be in the playoffs but i have a bad feeling this game won't matter to them because they have to have seattle lose Unless yeah. Baker Mayfield is the second coming of God, like he was on Christmas Day, and Jesus reincarnated, I don't think Seattle loses. And and unfortunately, Lions, the Lions will have nothing to play for in this game, except to spoil your division. 
And, and for that reason, I have to go Aaron Rodgers. Packers. Um, both on the Packers. Yeah, both on the Packers. So you're, you're not gaining any games on me. I'm not gaining any games on you so far. This one will be the one because you know that I can't. I know who I should I know pick. I know, I know who's going to win, but you know that I can't. Well, actually, fuck. <laughs> I really hate this. I'm in such a hard place because I can't. A good com- as a good person, I can't pick Deshaun Watson. I really as don't a good give it- person, you can't also pick Pittsburgh. That's the difference. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's like who I fucking hate less, literally. And this is probably worse I'm- than this is worse than the, the Raiders and Chiefs for me, honestly. I, it, I, on Sunday night, I was literally sitting there like, "Yeah, it'd be cool if it's not even cool." If the Steelers win, it helps the Bengals. But I really don't want to see the Steelers win, even if it's against the Ravens. <laughs> I didn't want to see the Ravens win either. I, I just wish the field just goes like this and swallows them whole. Bain needs to show up in Pittsburgh in that situation, open up the field, and that's what needs to happen when the the, the Schittsburg Steelers play the Rat Turds from Baltimore. So you're going Pittsburgh? I'm going Schittsburg. Oh, I, want I can't Pittsburgh. pick Deshaun. I said I that I would pick Deshaun. I can't pick Deshaun either, Jimmy. I fucking can't either. Well, then oh. you're gonna, it's going to come down to the Giants and Eagles, I bet you. Oh, God. Is that the last game we have left? No, we have L.A. and Seattle. But I don't, I, here's, here's my caveat for you, because I think that we're going to be the same on Seattle and L.A. I will pick the Giants. And oh, I will let you have the Eagles. I was leaning that way, too. Oh fuck it! Give me oh oh no! I, I I'm I'm better. I'm a better person than this. I promise everyone. I'm a better person than this. <laughs> oh I, I I in Pittsburgh. Fuck! Oh I have to go Pittsburgh. I'm I have to. I have to because I can't lose that game. I can't. I can't lose that now, game. At least I have to. Just give me Philadelphia. If you want to win, we have to be off. off. Give me Philadelphia. Give me Philadelphia. You, so you have, if you want to win, you have to be different than me on the last two. Yep, give me Philadelphia. And you know okay, what? And then let's, for just, LA let's just have and... a winner. Give me Philadelphia, and who are you picking? For L.A. and Seattle, yep. I'm going to go with – I'll go with Baker. Fuck it. <laughs> yep, give me Seattle. Fuck it. Yep, I'm happy with that one. Oh, I hate picking clear. My, 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 my hopes – are are on are on uh, uh, Gino Smith and fucking Gardner Minshew, Jimmy. That's that's who my hopes are on. Oh yeah, but who man. knows who the who knows if the Giants are going to play anybody? And I already don't know who they have on their team, so Maybe, I might have just given. Here's the do, thing: do you I might have just. Do you want to make an agreement to, to to avoid that game and pick a different one? Which one? Buffalo and New England. Yeah, but I don't know what they're going to do with the Buffalo game either. I don't know what, what I, I don't know what they're going to do with that one, and I don't know what they're going to do with Baltimore and Cincinnati. Does Baltimore have a chance still? Oh, they have if, if Baltimore wins, they would have the tiebreaker, but I think that they have a worse record. They would have swept the Bengals if they, they have the tiebreaker in, for for the wild card still. Are they dead from that? No, they. I think that they would be in. I think they're in the wild card. Hold on, I can pull up the. Let's get. Let's go to the handy dandy playoff machine. Cause, cause let, let's 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 be honest with each other here. I say, if 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 Cincinnati Baltimore plays, we pick that game, and and we'll just ha- we'll just say that's in that's a lot that's a live bet, and and if Buffalo New England play, which they have to play, 
Jimmy, they have to play these games. No, I know they have they to, have but to. I just don't know how they're going to fit them all in. So if apparently there's, I don't know, they're either saying a tie. If the the Bengals beat the Ravens and no, the Bengals, the Ravens are still the sixteenth. So if the Bengals win and the Bills don't, if the Bengals and if the Ravens, if the Bengals and Bills win, then the Ravens would play the Bengals in the first round as the six versus the three. That would be a fun matchup. That'd be that awesome. would be a fun matchup. Jacksonville would be the four, um, and New England, uh, actually, because I have to pick that one. New England would be out. Miami would be in. So Miami's not dead yet. Okay, instead of let's just fuck you with our brains, let's just keep the picks how we are um, yeah. because that's way too much math. Unless you want to pick two more games. What I'm gonna, all I'm going to say is if I win by picking the Rams and the Giants – that's gonna. I'm gonna have the most vindication, but also, Jimmy, I am not I, I'm good. I'm good with giving it away. If if I'm I'm going for the home run. I'm not going to win by two points. I'm going for the pin. That's what I'm trying. I to don't do. know. I respect that. I I respect that. I respect that. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't I, think it's so smart. Jimmy, I can't morally pick the fucking Browns. I know. I Me neither. Because you know what? I really don't. I don't hate the Browns. I used to be a Browns fan before I lo- I, t- I took over Cincinnati in my heart. I yeah. Not I used that. to have the little dog pound the little dog pound the dogs dog, that would sit on on top of my bed. Yeah. So, but I, I can't do it. I just won't I, be able if, to. if Cleveland started Baker Mayfield right now on Sunday, I would have picked Cleveland. Oh, I'll so say would I, I would have. Yeah. The flashback flash me back to 2020. <laughs> All right, I th- I think that. That's a solid recap. I'm glad that we got this one back. We're going to be uh, here. One of my other New Year's resolutions, I'll say this on the podcast so that everybody can hold me accountable. I will not be missing putting a video out this year. Every video will go out. I'm just going to put them all up at the same time. So YouTube, on all podcasting platforms, the episodes will be available 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on everything. So far ahead of the bench, Thursdays, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard that's where everybody – that's where you everybody can find us. Everybody just relax, too. Like I said, we have lives, all right? We do have – yeah, we, we do, do have, have lives. We're giving you a live show once a month, for Pete's sake. Bear with us on videos. We are going to be giving you a live show, which is, it helps me out because then the video is already taken care of. But I think that this was solid. We got everything back. We're going to be rolling on through the new year, one live show a month, like we said. But before we go, remember, follow at FEOTB pod, subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the video, leave a comment, follow the Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sports underscore. Great stuff going on there. Uh, we just added a new group as we were recording this. So uh, that other sports show at TOSS21, I believe, on uh, on Twitter. They are brand new, but there's groups from all around the country um so get different perspectives all of that kind of stuff if you're not just a broncos avalanche Bengals, and nuggets fan like we are on this show get some other interpretations we got a whole bunch of other other great stuff coming and uh once football season is over i'll be taking over the network nhl show um which i believe is still called the five hole um but that'll be something that's coming up so we got all of this stuff planned for 2023. It's going to be a great year. Thank you guys for continuing to, to follow and support us into our third year of podcasting. Uh, episode 121, man. We are 
at some point we're going to look back and be like, Jesus Christ, we've done over 300 of these episodes and, and it's still going strong. But for now, I, I'm, I'm very happy with 121. Yeah, 121, and like I said, not losing stride. 2023 is going to be a great year for us. Um, like we said on the episode before Christmas, we hope everyone had a great Christmas and a great New Year's and safe, and stay safe out there. Obviously, the weather is still treacherous. So, um, but yeah, one last thing. Obviously, tomorrow, tomorrow, I hope I hope he feel better and I hope he gets back healthy. And next time we're recording the show, we're we're, we're uh, celebrating you, uh, um, and be, and be and celebrating you in a great way and being able to think back. Yeah, this guy's a fucking fighter and fucking dog, and, and just like the rest of the NFL is as well. And and like I said, um, get better tomorrow. And like I said. It's going to be a fun week. We have so much sports this week, Jimmy. It's week 18. Yeah. It is week 18. And, and, and boy, oh, boy, do we have something for it going here. I think it's going to be great. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Episode 121 of the Far Under the Bench podcast. For myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant. We will see you guys next week. Peace.